Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today in our May releases episode, we welcome some epic guests. We have Matt Cosgrove, best-selling author, illustrator of Macca the Alpaca and the Epic Fail Tales series. How are you, Matt? I'm great, Danny. Excited to be here. Hello. And I bet you can't guess what colour Matt's wearing even on the podcast. <laughs> be purple, looking very purple today. Very nice. Uh, we also have Eva Amores, designer, photographer and author of the fabulous new series we're going to be talking about today. Worst week ever. We're up to Thursday and Thursday is purple. That is me. Hello. <laughs> Eva, how's your hair holding up? Because it's a different colour every couple of months. How's it going? I, I've actually coloured this last one. So... <laughs> I just it's the important question of the night I just wanted to see how it's going with all the color changes and I can't wait to see what Friday brings so I'm thinking a bit of bit of sunshine yellow or something might be great (laughs) 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 not sure if yellow bright bright yellow hair would be suitable to anyone uh Amelia McInerney is our next guest today author of the book Chook Bad Crab My Bird Birdie which gets a massive run in my house Who Fed Zed and today we're talking about Neil the Amazing Sea Cucumber welcome Amelia hello Danny so good to see you and your wackiest book Neil the boring amazing sea cucumber which my daughter has taken to bed on several occasions I feel like it's just one of our bed buddies now your book that's good. Well, wackiest book for me is a bit of a, a race to the bottom or the top, but uh, I'll take it. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud. It's great. We but, love yeah, it. It's here. great to hear. We love it. And last but definitely not least, we have Olivia Coates with her book, Shadow Wall. Olivia actually won a competition uh, that Maya Linnell was running to win a spot on the podcast. I hope it's worth it, Olivia. Yeah, I feel super, super grateful to be here and in what amazing company. So thanks, Danny and um, so great to see everyone. It is. It's a fabulous. I love these because they're really fast paced. We get to talk about lots and lots of books. Yeah. Um, and it's really exciting to see all these cool books coming out every month. So let's start with uh, the purple team in the corner here. Hit me with an elevator pitch. <laughs> you can do a word each, a sentence each. I don't mind. You two working out. Elevator pitch Thursday. All right. Worst week ever Thursday. It's the fourth book in the worst week ever series. So Monday was mortifying. Tuesday was tumultuous. Wednesday was wild. But now it's Thursday. Justin's utterly unwanted celebrity status sees his most embarrassing moments beamed around the globe. But it's a case of mistaken identity and a kidnapping kerfuffle that will truly test a hapless hero to his limits. And yeah. so much alliteration. Mortifying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tumultuous, wild. What was Thursday? Was Thursday? Thursday was thrilling. Uh, 
mean, yeah, I think maybe we've got drilling in there somewhere. <laughs> so if the, I don't know, worst week ever is just about this guy, Justin Chase, having the absolute worst week of his entire life. So it's lots of fun to read. It's lots of fun to write. And yeah, we're up to Thursday now. So we're we're almost we're almost through the working week. <laughs> <laughs> I find it so funny that poor Justin, he's still only up to Thursday. <laughs> We've been talking about this book for our poor Justin. It's the longest week ever as well for him. <laughs> is his week going to pick up on Saturday or is it like the whole way through to Sunday? What's planned? Uh, it was, it's called the worst week ever. So, yeah, it's <laughs> all the way up until Sunday. Yeah, he doesn't okay. have to this guy. Poor Justin. Before, it's not the worst working week ever. <laughs> the worst week goes all the way Monday through to Sunday. Oh, I've had a few of those. I feel his pain. <laughs> might be having one this week actually (laughs) (laughs) amelia let's go over to you and our beautiful friend neil and his lost cucumber sandra give us an elevator pitch so neil the amazing sea cucumber will be the most exciting book you've ever read about the most boring character you've ever met so it's if you know the young ones if you think neil from the young ones that's the voice of this very deadpan downhearted poor little sea cucumber who gives us hints from the start that he might be so sad because he's lost his best friend and Uh, It's like a graphic novel or a comic book in format. So, yeah, a lot of the humour comes from how he reacts or doesn't react to all the amazing things that happen around him while he's pining for his long-lost friend and lamenting his lowly lot in life. (laughs) Alliteration of my own. (laughs) It's the night for it. And I've got to say, now that I can read it in uh, the young one's voice from Neil, it's going to have another another level for me tonight. So, And you know what? I think I might have read it in Neil's voice anyway, accidentally, but now that I know. Yeah, I think think that'll happen to a lot of adults who are old enough to, it'll just accidentally it's the tone for sure like i said we love that book here olivia give us an elevator pitch for shadow wall so scarlet's new home in the city feels endlessly gray until she finds some hidden gifts that inspire a community mural and help scarlet to bring some color back into her world and have a colorful new beginning so yeah that is um that's the elevator pitch Great. And I love that, you know, all kid lit authors on the screen and just so many different things for kids, you know, ranging from funny to meaningful to in between. And that's why kid lit, I think, is so rich, particularly in Australia with Australian illustrators and writers. So tell us, Team Purple, Matt and Eva, what are you most proud of with Worst Week Ever Thursday? I'm proud that we made it to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's an achievement. Yeah, is, uh, uh, we're working on Friday now. But... What are we proud of Thursday? I think I'm proud of with Thursday. I think it's um, it's the fourth book in the series, and for me, it feels like we're still keeping up the momentum and the promise of Monday that this kid is going to have the worst week ever. And I think it's still going to be really, really surprising for the kids that read it. Like it's not predictable. There's pages there that we hope are going to be um, really sort of not, not shocking in a terrible way, but like just blow their minds sort of like, what, what just happened? That's unbelievable. No, just make them want to turn the pages faster. And um, I think that's what I guess maybe I'm most proud of just that this is, 
it's the fourth in the, the series. It fits into the series, but it's still really unique and really different. And it's own, it's its own sort of entity. And it was a really different approach for us uh, making this book. So I think with each of the books in the series, we sort of set them in sort of a different um, sort of genre. genre yes. mm, that's interesting. Which became a Monday was like this was our theory, like talking about it behind it was, um, you know, the Back to the Future movies, mm. those three, the three trilogies. So they're all science fiction movies, but they're all three totally different movies, even though they're three exactly the same movies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But one's like a retro rom com set in the past, one's like a dystopian futuristic one, and one's a cowboy and western. Mm. Uh, uh, movie then we wanted to do the same thing with worst week ever like each book is something totally uh different so wednesday was basically the survivors stuck on a tropical island and monday's the typical sort of school comedy and thursday for us was the escape room one where we're basically putting the kids in charge of helping Justin escape from this you know through these series of puzzles and stuff so it's a totally different different book and I think that's what I'm proud of I'm not proud of how much I just talked sorry (laughs) (laughs) and thank you everyone time's up so thank you so much we got through one question (laughs) I'm just wondering is the kid gonna die on Sunday like feel free not to like is it really like the worst week is it really I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. I can't wait for Sunday. I don't know what that says about you, Amelia. Is the kid going to die? I can't wait till Sunday. Really clear with kids. It's the worst week ever, but it's really basically it's just the most embarrassing week ever. We didn't put. There's no death. There's no floods. There's no floods. There's no bushfires. There's no terrible. There's no actually terrible things in there. From the kid perspective, right? You know, because sometimes my kids will come home and go, "Oh, it was the worst day ever," and they just like ran out of hot dogs or something. That's what we were inspired (laughs) by. The voice of Justin Chase is the voice of our kids. Tragedy for them. It's like I'm starving. So you know, this is the most I'm bored to death. Like when <laughs> minutes cut out for two minutes, it's like it's a really story character. Just someone who's so melodramatic and so um, you know everything is the worst. I think a lot of kids you know speak in that way, but it's mm. a really fun way for us to write to have a character who views the world through this lens. But unfortunately for Justin, it is actually the worst week ever. <laughs> side it's cool too because you can literally take your kids like to the park and they'll be like that's the best day ever and you're like cool yeah Yeah. big emotions yeah yeah, big emotions so they fluctuate so that's good too amelia what are you most proud of in this book oh i think lucinda gifford's illustrations can i say that yeah you say whatever (laughs) you like it's your book (laughs) yeah i think the way it came together i guess because the way she just nailed it like i said it's it's so much in the illustrations because it's like a comic book format mm. with the panels. Um, so, yeah, I, and I, pulling off a book about a boring character that drones on that's not a boring story, I think I'm proud of that. That was hard to write and fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. I loved it. Olivia, most proud of in this um, I probably agree with Amelia with um, Anastasia Buchanan's illustrations. She, yeah, blew me away. She was amazing. But also probably just the fact of um, getting the book into the world because, you know, I'm probably, uh, well, not probably, absolutely a lot newer than um, everyone here and 
you know, you, you just, when you come into the field, you realise how tricky it is and you just think, is this ever going to happen? And you have that goal and you keep working and working and you just think, you know, if it doesn't happen, okay, um, I'd really love it to happen. And so when you get that news, like that's just so exciting. So to actually hold a book, um, as you would all know, like that you've written with your name on it, is just that that blows me away. And so that is, yeah, that's my proud. <laughs> I love that. I love that, and I love how we have diverse um, range of you know experience across the se- across the screen as well. And I hope it never gets old to hold a book that yeah. you wrote in your hands. Agreed. Yeah. Well. I can't imagine on release day we still go to the bookshops just to see it, to look at it. Yeah, like in the wild, right? Like, oh my god, it's actually real. <laughs> you are the cutest. <laughs> Now, which leads me to another question, and because we do have a range of experiences across the screen, which is cool, um, does creating a book get any easier, Team Purple? No. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> um, well, we kind of give ourselves these hard challenges, kind of writing challenges, so we do make it harder for ourselves each time. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know that writing a book or making a book ever gets easier. Um, I don't like to talk about writing as being hard, though, because mm-hmm. I think it's fun and um, it's in, an enjoyable experience. And I don't think can convince anybody that writing is hard work <laughs> or that drawing is hard work. Like, it's real and such a pleasure and uh, such a wonderful thing to be able to do. So um, does it get ever easier? easier I think every book is its own unique challenge like it, I don't think it's ever and every process is different and every idea comes from a different spot and some books flow quickly and other ones take you know years of reworking I think every single project is its own little sort of unique thing so um yeah I don't know whether it gets but easier yeah, Thursday or... was the easiest one for me to write oh <laughs> it was I was the subject matter expert <laughs> <laughs> escape room expert no well it's about um fandom and fans and oh. I'm a fangirl so it practically wrote itself it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a memoir I've had many of experience to draw from <laughs> I'm gonna read it I'm gonna read all these books differently now I've got more insights <laughs> into everybody's world <laughs> Amelia what about you does writing get any easier I don't know I don't really like I'm just thanking my lucky stars a book gets published you know I think that's the hard part like you don't have control over much in the industry so you write the book you swing from thinking it's wonderful to thinking it's rubbish and then you send it off and hope for the best so you know it's it's such a weird industry and you know everyone will turn it down but one person will take it you know you never know you only need one acceptance so it's a lot of luck and timing and yeah it's 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 a funny old um, thing to do writing books isn't it Mm, it is and it's interesting we talked about this um last week at kid lit vic you know there's no straight line you go to university you become a teacher you get your degree you're a teacher but it's not like that. You can do no writing courses. You can do a million writing courses and there's no guarantee at the end, which is both magic and terribly frustrating. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that's why we're in it. Like it's a bit addictive. Like mm. 
maybe maybe one will become a bestseller oh maybe i'll win an award oh maybe I, I will never get published ever again you know it's like a lucky dip <laughs> <laughs> that dopamine rush <laughs> Yeah, day job recommended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, day job necessary over here. <laughs> um, Olivia, what about you? Uh, new author, but has writing gotten easier, harder, all the same? Yeah, so, um, so I do have a second book coming out at the start of next year and I think um, I, I'd be the same. Like it's not the writing that's tricky for me. It's the whole rest of the world. So it's um, the self-promotion on um, social media. It's... It's this sort of thing, which I find really hard. Um, everyone is lovely, though. But, um, yeah, but the actual writing process, um, I've, that's where I feel safest and, and comfortable and I get lost in there and, you know, you, you get so deep in that world um, that it just feels like a cocoon, I guess, when you're writing. But, yeah, it's probably the whole rest of the writing um, things that are tricky, wonderful, scary, yeah. And unknown, you know, there's so many yeah, unknown absolutely. things in the publishing world, you know, that are like, what does that mean? What's happening now? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, interesting it's when, you, when you uncover all of that. Now, it's interesting what you say, and I say this a lot about, um, you know, how great the writing community are, how supportive and encouraging they are. Everyone can have a book out in the same month and we're still all posting about each other's books, which is really cool. And I think it comes down to because we know how hard an industry it is. And even if you've had 100 contracts, who knows if your next one's coming or when it's coming and so I think that celebratory vibe within the industry is because it's so hard would you agree Matt and Eva um yeah I think so I don't feel like I'm in competition with anybody yeah. no know like... it's so hard it's like yeah it got even got published <laughs> like high five each other <laughs> all on the same team we're like team kids books and so mm. anytime someone kicks a goal or scores it's like yeah there's my <laughs> it's amazing man i love neil the suit he's fantastic go neil go neil <laughs> uh, it's very catchy matt i like that <laughs> I, so yeah i don't feel like a bookshelf is pretty big like you can fit a lot of books on there i don't think um someone else having a great book out there is hurting me as a fan it's making me excited that there's another great book out there and um if good stuff happens for anybody like if someone's book gets optioned for a movie or if someone's book gets translated overseas or whatever that's like yes that's awesome because that's opening a door that maybe one day i might be able to sneak through <laughs> but it's also a cool thing for you know one of my friends an author or illustrator who's um doing something well it's like i can't continue a sporting metaphor because i don't know anything about sport <laughs> <laughs> bask in that glory of someone else's goal or try or gold medal or whatever <laughs> and yet he keeps going with the sport metaphor. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. so i think it's um and i think we we are all kind of friends in that sense then that with um i feel like it's different from the stories that i hear about grown-up books like in the adult publishing industry where it does feel maybe a little bit more isolated i think with kids books we've all been sort of um like at an event where you can't really um have any sort of bravado or whatever in front of a group of kids like they mm. just sort of cut you down to size and you're um you really <laughs> they do. With the other like um kids books authors and illustrators where you're just sort of out there like 
in front of the kids, just trying to make kids happy, or you're in the teacher's staff room, just huddled in the corner, like rocking backwards, <laughs> or you're at the like um, children's book festivals where it's different. Um, you know, it's like we're out there, we're in amongst the kids, we've got kids hugging us and tackling us, and you know, it's, um, I don't know, I just feel like it's a, a different sort of world, a different sort of industry, and that's why I love kids' book industry. It's all, it's like, it's all our friends, it's like a big. Yeah. It is. It's so lovely. It is. And it doesn't matter whether you've been in the industry for 30 years or five minutes, everyone is really generous and supportive and kind. And, and I, I can say, you know, from podcasting across genres, I go to crime functions and I've, I just went to a romance one where I hosted something <laughs> and the vibe is just excellent everywhere. Different topics, the conversation, I might add. Um, <laughs> the types of questions I asked at the romance uh, event well, not the questions I'm asking tonight. Different kinds of pickle jokes there, Danny. Different types of pickle jokes, Amelia, very much so. Different rating. <laughs> different <laughs> numbers. <laughs> different audience, let me tell you. But, um, but the vibe is still the same. So it's cool. I don't know, books just must do something to people to make them nicer. I don't know. <laughs> Amelia, what do you reckon about the community and how's it helped you? Uh, yeah, it's so nice. It's it's everything I've known of this community has been really supportive and friendly. And I wonder if it's partly because, at least with picture book authors, we're working together with the illustrator. So there's that air of collaboration in that. And I think there's so many events with kids like Matt was saying, you've got to get out and be there. So, you know, I've noticed for a lot of people and myself included that people's branding is who they are and so you really get to know the person and you really go for someone it's like you know there's Oliver Oliver Pomvan and you know he's doing it and then he gets off the stage and he's exactly the same and a lot of people <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, and so we yeah. you know we really like we support the person because the person is the writer or I imagine in novelists you know novelists for adults you, you could have a very different kind of branding and personality no one would ever really know so yeah, it's more you get to know people, I think, in this industry too. Mm, I love that idea of the person. You love the person. It's true. Like every time I've seen Oliver, for example, perform, he's incredible and the kids just love him and because of his performance he has, you know, lines and lines of kids lining up to meet him and that's exactly who he is. I think you're spot on. I love that. But I was pleasantly surprised when I, I you know, went to some crime functions and crime writers are so funny. So I think they might get their angst out on the page, do lots yeah. of killing, lots of killing on the page, but in life they're actually funny. <laughs> The therapy. <laughs> therapy. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, new author, how's the community helped you? I mean, you touched on it before, but what else can you add? Yeah, I um, I have the most fabulous critique group. They are so supportive, so they just go above and beyond. Um, I just went to Zanny Louise's writing retreat um, with a whole different group of people. It is such a safe spot there to share your ideas. Um, you know, everybody wants you to succeed. They were... Um, you know, they just gently give you suggestions about things. And, um, yeah, I just felt, um, and, and and even online, like I say that social media is really scary for me, but I haven't had any negative experiences. Um, it's, yeah, that's just, that's just my personality. But everyone has been supportive. I get so excited. Like, you know, when Rory started following me, I was like, oh, my God, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, these people who, I've watched from a distance and admired their books and, um, you know, like talking to you guys, I just, yeah, I've, I never feel intimidated. Everyone is, is lovely. They reach out. Um, yeah, I think it's, 
you are immediately part of that community, which is just so lovely. Mm. Yeah. And even before you, you have a book in the world, people. <laughs> Yeah. Supportive, yeah. And the good yeah. thing about social media is you can block and delete people. It's harder in real life to do that. <laughs> Why don't you return my calls? <laughs> oh, look, the question I always ask everyone, and I think, Matt and Eva, I might have asked you this 75 times, but let's go for 76 because I do think it changes over time. Why do you write slash illustrate slash create books? Oh, it's harder the 76th time. <laughs> you want to go first? Or do you... Oh, you can go first. Oh. Keep it short, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been told. I like it. <laughs> I just write because it's fun. Like, I love I, I love writing and I love uh, creating books that hopefully are going to make kids laugh and have fun as well and sort of encourage that love of reading. And I just want to make other people smile and be happy, I think. And kids' books let you do that. Yeah, same for me. I, I love, um, my motivation is um, I want kids to laugh and have fun. Um, but at the same time, I want them to see characters that I didn't see growing up. You mm -hmm. know, it would have meant a lot for me growing up seeing somebody like me. So that's kind of why I write. Yeah, yeah, I feel that too, Eva. Absolutely. Amelia, what about you? Why do you write? Yeah, the same thing of just trying to make an offering to kids that they might laugh and have a good time and it's, especially if it's with their parent, if it's a picture book, then that's really nice bonding experience and if you can provide that and make some nice memories, that's really special. Absolutely. And also my day my day job's really serious, so with this this is a side of myself that I can, because I write funny books, you know, explore and it's I don't do anything else like this. Um, so, yeah, it's, it sort of balances out my my whole person I feel and mm. um, yeah and because simply I love it <laughs> mm, I love that it is it's something you're drawn to I think I think if you're a writer publish or not you just have to write I mean being published is the icing obviously but you know you'd write anyway Olivia yeah. why do you write um yeah it is addictive so I went in all of the other jobs that I've had I always found that I was spending too much time on the wording of things, on newsletters, on children's observations, um, on things where I didn't have the time to be spending that time and I'd be playing with the words and fiddling around and other stuff. I'd be like, oh, I've got to open the door and actually let the kids in, like stop writing. And I just, after a long time of doing that and um, I just like, well, I'm so drawn to this. Like why aren't I pursuing that instead of um, trying to, you know, cap it or... Um, yeah, it is really addictive, and I. But also, like the same, you know, offering things to children, moments of connection, bridges for conversation, um, you know, all of that stuff really appeals to me. Um, yeah, but I do think it's just in you, and also there's a lot of stuff in our um, family, in our home, on the farm, and um, that I can't control. But when I'm writing, I'm in the driver's seat, so I can take that wherever I want. Although I say that. You know, you don't always know where your book's going to go, so you, you don't know where you're driving to, but um, <laughs> you're in the driver's seat. So and then you, then you give it to yeah. your publisher and they throw away the map and you start again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. I, I do love talking kid lit because I do think it's special. I think, you know, kids books are more than kids books. There's so many things there, you know, packages of joy. And as well as that, you know, like you said, Olivia, really nicely, they, they do create connections and they do help us have conversations with kids. But, you know, and I think none of us here have also underestimated the absolute importance of joy for kids because being adult can be sometimes very serious business and being with kids, writing for kids, hanging with kids, reading to kids really helps us I think bring that joy back which is so necessary so thank you so much Matt, Eva, Amelia, Olivia and congratulations on all your amazing books thank, thank you Danny. thank you for being such a wonderful host